taught on this during the fasting prayer, which is the external force comes to um, forcefully affect the kingdom of God. But those who are violent, they actually not only not let them be taken down, but they actually overtake the kingdom of darkness. The violent, they take it by force. Take what by force? Whatever is forcefully coming here, they take that by force. And John the Baptist was such a man. With all the opposition that came to him, from Herod to uh, the people against him, to all of that, he was someone who forcefully um, took the kingdom of darkness down and prepared the way for the Lord. And so that's what that scripture means. We read it either way. This is the revelation that comes through these scriptures from the very life of John the Baptist himself, who did the ministry that God gave to him as a forerunner to Jesus Christ and successfully finished it, paving the way for um, the Messiah's ministry. And so if you look at the context here, the context is uh, about John's ministry. And Jesus is talking about John's ministry here. And what happened uh, during his ministry and and um, going forward, what will happen and what is happening. Because the enemy does not want the salvation plan to take place. He doesn't want the way to be prepared. So he's coming with much force. But with much force, there was this one man who exerted greater force than all the force that came against him. And fulfilled the will of God by taking the kingdom of darkness down. Because of that, we see many people came, they repented, and they got baptized to the extent that he looked at some of the people and he said, Who taught you? Who actually told you to come and get baptized? He looked at uh, the people who are living uh, contrary to God. The word of God through John the Baptist, the voice that cried in the wilderness, was more powerful than the voice of Herod, more powerful than the voice of Herodias, more powerful than the voice of all his enemies put together. That accomplished the job that God had in mind and planned by turning the heart of the disobedient to the Father. That was done. That was done. If the heart of the disobedient were turned to the Father, that means those who were kept bound to disobedient spirits were set free by the forceful power of John the Baptist by shutting down those disobedient spirits and by releasing the people and having that power over the powers of darkness kept them in disobedience to turn their hearts to God the Father. So much accomplished to this one man who had such power such power one man such power with such power was able to bring down the powers of darkness shut down the voices that were opposing God's work take over the kingdom of darkness and release the people who are held captives there 
and turn their hearts towards the living God. It's a, it's a big accomplishment that uh, John accomplished through walking with God, having God's power work through him. And that's why he was great in the sight of God. It took much sacrifice. It took much dedication. And he was a man of principle, a man of passion, a man of conviction, a man of character, a man of great humility, a man who was mission-minded, a man who was never distracted, a man who received great commendation from God. And so, uh, a lot of times people with human understanding, they try to understand the scriptures and they try to give interpretation or commentaries and this is my view, this is your view and this is this scholar's view and that is that scholar's view. All those things people can say. But what is God's what is the Spirit of God saying here? And that takes a revelation that comes from the Spirit of God. And so with John's ministry, you see, a mighty force, a mighty force was more forceful than all the force that came up against the ministry of John that God gave to John to fulfill. And he accomplished that by being God's force against the powers of darkness. And so this goes along with the scriptures that we see in Hebrews 11. They stopped the mouths of the lions. The, the force of lion is known to mankind. How forceful these beasts are. But you have people who had force that is greater than the lions. Not one lion, not two lions, many lions. One single human being had power that was greater than the power of Satan and wild beasts. They had power over nature, power over unclean spirits, power over the beasts of the field because the force that they had within them was far greater than all the forces that were out there coming up against them and the mission that God had given to them. So I can give many, many examples from the scriptures, but this is enough for us for this morning to understand, yes, there's a mighty force, a demonic force, but the one who is mightier than the raging sea. When he is in operation in the life of a human being, which is in the natural realm, weaker the human being's strength is weaker than the raging storm. The storm is supposed to wipe away human beings. A raging wave is enough to sweep a human being off of his feet right into the sea. But when the strength of God is there, there is his power that causes a human body to walk on water. No matter what gravity is there, there's a strength of God that causes a human being, 
to be transported from one place to the other, like Philip was. So there is something far beyond the natural force, the natural body capacity, the limitations that are placed. There's something that's far beyond the demonic force, and it's the force of the Almighty God. He's the force of all forces above everything, above principalities and above wicked rulers, above everything. Our God is higher. But that force, that strength of God can be understood and utilized by those who make it their priority priority to follow and obey the living God. Simply to give themselves over to. Just like if someone wants to achieve a goal, they want to lift weights, then they have to work towards that by doing all that they need to build up their body and do all the warm-ups they need before that. Do it properly so that they don't end up laying flat on their backs. Do it the right way, proper way, and do it steadily, and not just one day come and try to lift 400 pounds. But they are consistent in what they're doing. Eat right, and rest right, and exercise right, and follow the protocols right, and and follow someone who's done it before and succeeded. That's where a disciple and teacher comes into play in the Bible. That's where following someone who is worth following comes into play in God's work. That means you exactly do what you're told to do, which is good for you to achieve what you need to achieve. That's exactly what God has stated in His scriptures. Whatever God tells you to do, you do. And you get the results. And you call that obedience. And that obedience comes by faith. And that faith can only be in those who actually believe that this is what the result is going to be. Because I believe that if I do this consistently, then I'm going to become this, or I'm going to do this, or I'll be able to do this, or I'm going to be able to get this. And you have faith towards that. You will drive for it. Then you will put in what you have to put in. You will do whatever you have to do in order to get the results. Same thing goes for someone who has been diagnosed with some disease. And they go to the doctor and the doctor says, you need to take this twice a day, same time. You cannot skip dosages. You have to follow what I'm telling you. Don't eat with this. Don't take this on empty stomach. Or don't take this with that other medicine, whatever they're told, they're supposed to do at 100%. And I've seen a lot of people who come for counseling and they'll say, Pastor, we want to know God's will. What should I do? They're not fully ready for it. They want to hear what they want to hear. And when the counsel comes, sometimes they do 5%, sometimes they do 10%. Very rarely I see people who do really 100% and get 100% of the blessings that come from it. Then they'll come and say, I tried, I don't know. Within their deepest beings, they know that they did not do it. 
They didn't fully follow it. So just by doing partially, we're not going to get anything. Actually, we can get more confused. It's important. If you're doing what you're told to do, then the result has to be what God has said it will be. And so when it comes to spiritual warfare, if God says submit to God and resist the devil, he will flee from you. It has to happen. If it's not happening, then something is wrong on your end, not with God. That means you're not submitting to God. Maybe saying get out in Jesus' name a hundred times. If you're not submitting to God, it's not going to happen. At least the 11th time it has to go. Sometimes the enemy will put up a fight. But if it's not going and it's overpowering you, something is absolutely wrong with you. But you're not living uh, an obedient life. Because only those who submit to God, not half-heartedly, not like 5%, 10%, 50%, 100%, only such people will be able to resist the devil, successfully resist the devil. And to such people, the enemy is afraid of before them, and he will run. Because they are on God's side, and God is on their side. But for those who are not submitting to God 100%, it's not going to work. It will not work. Because we can copy, we can try the same words, we can try the same type of prayer that someone uses, try all kinds of things, but it's not going to work if that 100% obedience is not there. You see the formula here? You see the scripture that God has laid before us? Very simple, isn't it? But how many people follow that simple counsel from God? You submit to God, you resist the devil, he will flee from you. And the 100% submission is not there. When you don't follow God's prescription 100%, then your result is going to vary. It's not going to work. God is speaking to our hearts today. Every single person has to come to that 100% submission. Whatever God tells you to do, do it. In every area, yield yourself to God. Don't try to reason with your mind. Because Satan works with the mind. If you try to bring reasoning in, you're opening the door to the devil. Take everything to God. And this is where the scripture says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding or lean not unto your own understanding, depending on whatever translation you use. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. How can you really trust Him? And how can you really follow Him? If you're trying to reason with your mind. You're not going to. So. It is important for us to understand this. The kingdom of heaven. God's kingdom. Suffers violence. Where? Not in heaven. Right here on earth. Not where God is. God's kingdom is. Established. In the heavens. Nothing can come near it. So where is it suffering violence? Here or not? Because the enemy has been given permission. Because it's time, uh, the time for the enemy 
has not yet come. And so he's trying everything he can, very frantically, because his time is short. So he's seeing how he can ruin the church of God, how he can ruin the families of God, how he can ruin the marriage of God's people, how he can ruin the children of God's people. He's looking to see how he can devour the peace. He's looking to see how he can steal the joy. He's looking to see how he can steal the blessing. The prophecy is given, and he knows it's going to happen. They work very hard to make sure that you don't do your part so that you don't get it. All those who listen to the devil will lose it. All those who listen to God will not lose it. will inherit the promise of God. Very simple. But how many people really value what God has spoken? How many people really value His Word? How many people really value what God wants to give to them? Very little character in many people where they can't wait. They can't hold on. As the Bible says, an unstable person or a double-minded person equals an unstable person will not receive anything from God. We can say, well, 10% I believed. Next 10% I wavered. Next 10% I believed. Next 10% I wavered. Know this for sure. The net result is going to be zero. That's not faith. You cancel out everything that needs to come to you because your graph is going in a very inconsistent, a sporadic, erratic pattern. God is speaking to hearts this morning. If you really want to be used of God, to really have power over the powers of darkness, you need to become you need to become single minded. A single minded person, not a double minded. A single minded person. You need to know what you want and you need to be willing to give up everything to pursue that. Then you will accomplish what you need to accomplish. A person who's scattered everywhere and say, I do this and I'll do that too, will not be able to do God's work. A person who's scattered everywhere will not be able to do even an earthly job properly. There has to be that dedication and that commitment to God. Again, the scripture says, Do you see a man who is diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings, he shall not stand before mean men. You see that? A person who is thorough in their work. A person who is committed to God. A person who says, this is something that's important to me. I'll make sure I obey the Lord in all things. I'll make sure I'll follow the counsel. 100%. I'll make sure that I won't let anything take me away from the race that I'm running. That resolve is very important. Without a resolve, you can't do anything. But resolve by itself without 
acting upon that resolve is no good. It's no good. So in order for that strength, the stability, the endurance, and to be able to do the simple things that Jesus said and do it with great character, you need to be someone who's willing to give up everything to pursue Jesus Christ. It's not Jesus and something. It's all for Jesus Christ. Whatever you do, do it for the Lord. Do it through the Lord. And do it by following what the Lord has told you to do. 100%. The Bible says this. People come and say, Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me to the prophet. Then they'll go and do their own thing. Will God tell anything after that to anyone? Especially if people come and say, tell me, tell me, tell me. Their heart is not in it. They will not follow 100%. They'll take it and some will twist it and go and misuse it. Some will take it and try to see how they can make personal profit out of it. Some will take it and try to see how I can get this, and once I get this, how how I can leave God and run away somewhere. People who are sincere before God, they're the ones who will inherit that which God has for them. So the motive says a lot. And that will actually show to what extent consistency will be there or not. Because if the motive is pure and the ambition, the aim is right, which is to please God, then there's no drawing back. There's no wavering at that point. So may God uh, speak to your hearts this morning, knowing that the kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violence, they take it by force. With what force the enemy comes. If your force is greater than the force of darkness, then no force can stand against you. No force. No force can stand against you. If you're someone who consistently submits to God, then you will have the power to resist the devil. That's what the message on receiving the strength to fight and the courage to fight plays a big part. Without the courage, as I said in the message, Saul was so tall, so well built, There's not a single person in Israel who is above his shoulder. For all of that, he was trembling in his tent. What good is it? With all that height, with all the physical power and strength. On top of that, he had all the armor. On top of that, he was a king with all the power, earthly power. What did it do to him? It couldn't do anything to him because he didn't have the courage 
the courage comes from our faith in God and from God strengthening us. Saul didn't have that. So, exercising is good. Important to have body that we need in order to be able to lift, in order to be able to fight. But if your immune system is not good, it's no good. If you're sick, you get a stomach virus, no matter how strong you are, no good. You cannot get the job done. No matter how many talents or skills or abilities or experience or whatever a person can have, claim to have. But if they don't have the power of God, if they don't have the Spirit of God working, but they have the Spirit of fear operating in them, in its place, then they can't win the enemy. They will not be able to resist and the enemy will not flee. He'll be like the light standing there and taunting them day and night. So the question that God is asking you this morning is, are you obeying the Lord fully? Or are we crying over, oh, the devil did this, oh, the devil did that, oh, the devil's running after me, he was hopping here, and he was on my shoulder there, and he's, you know, running over my right ear here, and I just saw him jumping on my toes there, and I was singing the praises of the enemy like how the children of Israel did every time someone came oh look at that Goliath and everybody talks about the Goliath and runs into their tent are we being Christians are we being cowardly Christians or Christians with no power because of lack of obedience because there's no character are we Christians who simply talk but lack that character and power Oh, when the enemy comes, we just run in and hide and tremble and say, oh, the devil does. Oh, Goliath this. Oh, look at him. Oh, we can't. There was not a single person. All that the Goliath asked was, send me one person. Not one single fellow was able to come out, including the king. What's the use in having an entire army? What's the use? What's the use in even coming and sitting over there or fight? not able to send a single person no use we can have all the worship in the world we can have all the equipment and the money and the big auditorium and all kinds of drama can go just like the children of Israel they're all sitting there for battle not a single person was able to bring Goliath down that's exactly what is happening all over the world and all across this country where the enemy is mocking everywhere in front of the eyes of the people young people are into witchcraft young people are in drugs or they're making a lot of money saying that there's no God they're living like the heathen and these are all children of so-called believers many places why? how can this happen? Why will this happen? Why should this happen? You know why? The strong man came in 
of those who claim to have Jesus, just let the door open, let the enemy come and take the kids out, and hold them as hostages also. God is speaking to us today. God is speaking to us today. God is not interested in a show. God is not interested in productions. God is not interested in that at all. Because all those happen when you don't have the real thing. You have to stage stage things. You need to stage a drama. And you don't have real action. God is looking for one David to be real. Rugged looking. Just with a sling and a stone. Wouldn't even wear the armor. But his little body was full of God's power. He went there, listening to the Spirit of God. Gathered five smooth stones. His courage was not upon his body. Because he himself knew how small he was in front of the giant. If he's small in front of Saul, imagine how small he would have been in front of Goliath. Well, he heard Goliath speak, so he heard him and he heard about him, all about him. But nothing stopped him. He was a man of supernatural courage. A young teenager of supernatural courage. That didn't match his outward appearance. That's how Goliath got fooled. Goliath got fooled by the outward appearance of David because David was carrying the God of the universe in his body while he ran before Goliath. He ran towards Goliath in the name of the Lord of hosts. In front of the Lord of hosts, Goliath was so insignificant. And God speak to our hearts today. Not by might, not by power, not by earthly might, not by earthly power, but by the Spirit of God alone can mountains be brought down. So in order for your situations to change, in order for you to succeed, it's very important to follow this principle. Submit to God. That's the key. It's very important. Submit to God. Where? When? Submit to God in all things. Submit to God immediately. Don't take your sweet time because by the time you take your sweet time, you'll have the enemy setting up his troops right inside your borders. Submit to God at all times. Submit to God instantaneously when you hear from God. This is what you should do. Do it. Very simple. I wonder many times why people find it so hard to obey God and they so easily obey Satan. When God is the giver of life and Satan is the giver of death, why will anyone, especially a believer, 
we should be really out of the minds to rebel against God, to not submit to God, to really go to Satan and stand in front of Satan and say, abuse me, slap me, hit me, break my teeth, bind my hands, wound my head, bind my feet. I will serve you, Lucifer. How many believers do that? In their actions, in their words, in their thinking? Every day. They go into captivity and the entire families and the generations go into captivity. God is speaking at this hour. We can sing all day long. We can clap all day long. We can jump up and down all day long. If we're not obeying God in all things, if we're not obeying God instantaneously, then you will be a bound person. It's like a caged bird that's trying to flap its wings inside the cage and trying to fly around inside again and again and again. Disobedience will cost you your eternity. Disobedience will cost you your blessings. Disobedience will make you a failure in the kingdom of God. Disobedience will take the life out of you. The life that God has put in you. It will rob it out of you. It's important to be in line with the will of God because that gives life. God tells you to do something so that you can live. God tells you to do something so that you can be promoted. God tells you to do something so that you can prosper. God tells you to do something because He wants you to be blessed. God is telling you to do something because He wants you to inherit that which God has for you. If He told the children of Israel, close your mouth and go around the city of Jericho for seven days and on the seventh day go seven times. That's what they did and the walls came down and they inherited Jericho. For all the people who would say, seven days? Oh my God, I can't wait to get to Jericho. And I thought that he would just take me, whisk me out of Egypt and, and whisk me into Canaan. And he said that he'll take me to a land flowing with milk and honey. And now I need to walk for seven days around this city. And seventh time, I have to walk seven times, seventh day, seven times. That's too much. A fool will say that. A fool will say that. You know why? Because inheriting a city is not a small thing. There's a reason why God is telling you to do something. While you're doing this, they'll be working to bring down your enemies. If He's telling you to do something, just do it. Don't be lazy. Don't give excuses. Don't say, oh, it's too hard for me. Anytime you say it's too hard to follow Jesus, or too hard to obey, or it's too hard to do this, know that you're one lazy person. That's why you're saying this. Jesus did the hard work for you. He took upon himself your curses. He took upon His body your sins and your sicknesses so that you don't, have, you don't have to do the hard work. 
And all he's doing is just do what I tell you to do so that you can get what I've earned for you. Now how hard that can get. Why do people just make something so simple, so complicated? The hard part is when you don't obey God, you get beat up. Yeah. That'll be the hard part. To get back up again. The hard part is when you give in to the enemy and get bruised. Now you come to God so you can get treated. That's hard. It's not going to be easy. Staying in the fold of God. Doing what God tells you to do. Receiving the blessings that God has for you. It's not hard. The enemy will come to fight. The enemy will come. But who is fighting through you? If you are submitting yourself to God. It's God. It's God. Through our God, we shall do valiantly. And it is He who shall tread down our enemies. If we lose sight of that, and if we think that we are the one who is accomplishing it, and take everything upon your own head, then you will get crushed by that weight. Because now you're doing something wrong. You're doing something wrong. Instead of using the tool that is given to you to lift the weight, you're trying to not use the tool and lift it yourself. You will get crushed. But if you submit to God, and then resist the devil. He will flee from you. Now, resistance is exerting force. Resistance is putting up a fight. Do you know what? To a warrior, to someone who is trained, and to someone who's given himself over to training, to someone who's really looking forward to inheriting, this will be nothing. Yes, you're exerting force. Yes, a whole host of enemies are coming against you. Do you know what? You know, once it's over, you have Canaan in front of you. And so, even if you have to fight from morning till night and beyond, you know, through God we will overcome. God is giving us the victory. And you fight. You have to exert you have to fight. But it's not a losing battle. To say that, oh, it's hard. You have to exert. But the victory has been given already. You know what you're going to get after that. You know what you're going to get after that. Aren't you going to do all that you have to do? In order to get it? Because your focus is what you're going to get. Accomplishing the will of God. Establishing God's kingdom on earth. God is speaking to our hearts today. It will be crazy for a woman to think, Oh, pregnancy and labor is very difficult. So, I don't want to have a child. I'll just have a doll instead. That's how crazy it is. Much more than that. When a human being 
forfeits eternity, eternal life, and the blessings on earth because they want an easy life. I've spoken on this during one of the Bible studies. Listen to that recording. That will help you greatly. You have to count the cost and pay the price if you want the reward, which is exceedingly great. Jesus said that. Which builder will build a house without counting the cost? You need to. You need to know what you want, what you have to pay, and go full force with it. You know, there are some people who go to school, take one course. Ah, oh, this is hard. I don't like it. Drop out. Take another course. Um, I changed my mind. I don't like it. Go to another course. They'll never finish anything. You know why? There's nothing wrong with the course. They have no character for it. They don't have character for it. They take a little bit here. Let me do this. Let me do that. Let me try this. Let me try that. Let me try that. All over the place. They don't want to put in the hard work. Meanwhile, they'll say, I can be a doctor. I can be an astronaut. I can be a company CEO. I can do anything. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Really? Where do we see that in your life? There's nothing wrong with that scripture. Christ, He definitely strengthens all those who receive their strength. But are you doing your part? The kingdom of God suffers violence. The violence, they take it by force. How do they take it? By force. These are very deep words. And God will speak to us separately. God has spoken to us this morning. We didn't get the continuation of this message from the previous day. So God is speaking to us this morning for last night. Today is God's time for this word to come to God's people. Very important. That understanding has to be there. I need to have enough sense to understand the importance of eternity. I need to have enough sense to understand what is at stake. I need to have enough sense to understand all that God has in store for me. I need to have enough sense to leave all the trivial things behind and run after that which matters the most. God is speaking to our hearts today. Important. Very important to know that. Those who submit to God must resist the devil. Laziness will clothe a person with rags. The Bible says, you'll hear this all the time. When I say all the time, that means frequently. Spiritual laziness will clothe a person with spiritual rags. You need to be a person who will obey God implicitly and obey God consistently. And then resist the devil immediately resist the devil 
with all your might. Then the enemy will flee. The people we see in the Bible, including David, who drove the enemy all the way to the other side. Just push him out of your borders. How can you do that? If you're one sloppy person, who's lazy to do anything that God has given you to do. You can weep up, you can pray, you can... You need to tell yourself, I'm going to hold myself accountable. The biggest lie of the enemy is, oh, you're a loser, you can't do anything, so you're going to go to hell? And then go there and say, oh, how I wish I could have done this, I could have done that, I could have done this, I could have done that, and, and cry all your life in hell? Or be a loser before God in the day of judgment and say, oh, Lord, I could have done this. And God can put a big screen in front of you and put the video of how you could have done all those things, but you just did not. You chose not to. It's a matter of one's will. I'm going to repeat it. It's a matter of one's will. Otherwise, you can just take that scripture and throw it away. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's of no effect to you. If you say that, oh, I cannot do anything for God. Why can't you? Unless you don't want to. If you want to, then you will do it. There are people who say, I want to, but will not put the effort. And they really don't want to. That's why they're not putting the effort. There are people who say, oh, I have the desire for it, but they don't have the character for it. You know why? Because they really don't want to. When people really want something, you should just see them. How quickly they can get ready. And when they think it's very important to them, how they will get ready. To what extent they prepare themselves and to what distance they can drive to get what they want to get. But then, when it comes to spiritual things, all of a sudden, it is so hard. I'm not able to, I don't have the capacity, I'm not like that person, and that person can do this, and this person can do this, but I can't do this. Is something wrong with God or with you? You have Jesus inside of you. Who are you submitting to? Who are you submitting to? If you're submitting to Jesus, then you will have his strength. If you're submitting to Satan, then you will have his weakness. Because that's what Satan gives. He gives the disease of the soul. But if you are sincerely seeking God, God will reward you. That scripture cannot go wrong. Anytime a scripture doesn't fulfill in your life, you have to check yourself, not the other way around. The pity party and self-pity has to go out the window because it will keep a person crippled for the rest of their lives. You need to get up and do what you have to do. You need to get up and do what you have to do. God is speaking at this hour. Do your part. 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 And then you can experience what God has done for you. God always does His part. His word always comes to fulfillment. And only those who do their part, will walk in what God has prepared for them already.
God is speaking to our hearts today. Take this word of God very seriously. And just do it. Be a doer of God's word. Our church people, in our church, can never open their mouths and say, following Jesus is hard. I really don't want to hear that. It's very grieving. It's not a very proud uh, statement or a statement that will uh, call for sympathy or appreciation of the pastors or anybody. It grieves God and grieves the pastors. True servants of God, it will grieve them. You're putting your Lord to shame by your words which comes from your heart and your heart reveals what you really want. When you say it's hard to follow Jesus, you're saying that it's easy to follow Satan. It's insane when you think about it. If your child will come and say, well, I like going to the neighbor's house. I don't like staying here. Because when I go there, they give me popcorn and they give me soda. I sit with them and I gamble with them. And from the mother to the father, they all do drugs and they keep their house messy. And Nobody condemns me. But when I come to a parent's house, they'll say, you need to keep your room clean, you need to keep your house clean and make sure you brush your teeth and did you eat your food and are you doing your schoolwork and what did the teacher say? I mean, parents who are involved in the lives of the kids will ask all these questions and, and help their kids. But the kid who is off, mentally, emotionally, spiritually and everywhere off will say, I don't want to come into my house because my mommy is telling me that I need to do my homework. I don't want to be coming to my house because she says I have to eat the food that she's cooking. Why can't I go and eat popcorn and chips from Aunt Susie's house where they're smoking marijuana? That's food too. I like that anyway. This is hard. I have to eat vegetables and I can't drink soda here and how sickening that be for a parent. The parent cares and the parent wants to give good things so the child will end up well and not be found somewhere dead. The child says, oh, being with my parents is so hard. Why are rules place to begin with? It's to protect you. So you don't get killed. Why is your parent telling you, clean up your room? Because it's good for you. It's a reflection of you. A lot of times, people who have demonic things going on in their lives, You'll see their whole place, the room, messy. 
But Satan likes mess. Satan likes uncleanness. Satan likes chaos. Satan likes disorder. He's the ruler of disorder. So he likes messy places. That's a reflection of who is actually living there. You want the Spirit of God to be in your house, and you want the Spirit of God to be in your body, make sure you prepare that place for Him. Laziness will clothe the person with rags, spiritually and physically. Now you have things happening, I've said this before, people are more important than trying to decorate your house. You have a life and death situation going on, you have something serious going on then people need to be attended to that time. Messiness is okay. So you're trying to save lives here. This is what Jesus talked about when the Pharisees came and said, All your disciples are eating without washing their hands. Jesus talked about that. The inside must be clean. Don't try to look at the outside while the inside is filthy. What was he telling the Pharisees? He was telling the Pharisees how they were. Our inside and our outside has to be clean. So don't give yourself over to laziness. And don't keep your priorities wrong. There are some people who clean and clean and clean and clean and clean at the expense of their family prayer, personal prayer. They'll say, once I finish everything, then I will come for family prayer. And by the time they'll be falling asleep. Do what you have to do in the right order. You can save some things for the next day. Your house is not going to fall apart if you have some dishes in the sink. Because you have to pray. But make sure you do it the next day. Don't wait until mold grows in the sink. God is speaking to our hearts today. Many times a person's soul is unattended to. And because of that, because of that, they're sick. Many times people have wrong priorities. They put their house before their God. They put their souls before their bodies. They put work put before their, their relationship. bodies before their souls were meant. Yes, they put their bodies before their souls. And they put their work before their spouses. They put their children about their spouses. And they put their children and their spouses about God. What a disorder. What a disorder. Everything has to be in the right place. Then God will be placed. And then there are others who say, Well, God cares only about the inside, so the outside can be messy. No. If you can do the outside and inside, that's the best way to go. But there are times when the inside will take priority. You need to know that as well. God will give you the right balance when you follow Him. But the point here that the Spirit of the Lord is making is, when God is telling you to do something which is good for your soul, you say, oh, it's hard. It's so hard, Lord, to follow Jesus. You're like that kid who says, it's so hard to live with my parents because they have a lot of rules there. But Aunt Susie's house, 
I can do anything I want. Because Aunt Susie is not your parent, you see. Aunt Susie will not be there if you fall sick and you admit in the hospital. Aunt Susie will contribute to your sickness because Aunt Susie doesn't love you. We have to understand. Rules are good. And when the parent says, eat what I give you, don't eat from Aunt Susie, getting upset. What is this? This is being so narrow-minded. I can't eat from Aunt Susie. Will cost you. This is because your parents care. They say, eat what I make for you so that you can be healthy. Aunt Susie is not on your side. By the way, Aunt Susie is your enemy. So Aunt Susie will put poison to food because she wants you dead. But you're running there because Aunt Susie offers cotton candy, popcorn, potato chips. And Aunt Susie speaks in very enticing ways. And says, you can play here, honey. Aunt Susie is out to kill you, not your parents. Wisdom will say, listen to the voice of your parents. Stay within your boundary. Stay within your boundary. The problem is when people don't have the relationship, the healthy relationship with God, healthy relationship with God's word, and give room to Satan like how Eve did. That's when they will leave the protection of God and go to the serpent and get themselves destroyed. So the caution here that the Spirit of the Lord is bringing to you is stay within your boundary. Never open your mouth and say, oh, it's hard to follow Jesus. Jesus said it already. If you want to be His disciple, divorce yourself from Everything that God hates. Divorce yourself from everything that will kill you. Divorce yourself from everything that will keep you from following Jesus Christ. If being a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ is valuable to you, then you will do like the twelve apostles who left everything and followed Him. So your old life, your old way of thinking, should go. Anybody taking pride in the past, anybody talking about your old boyfriends or girlfriends or sinful, disgusting, rotten life in a way that you feel like, oh, why did this and I did that and I used to be like this, will actually open the door for the devil to come in. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation and we need to have the total, utter disgust to all that was used by the enemy to destroy you, including your old relationships and your old lifestyles. Those, those are all like the prodigal son trying to eat the pig food. Will you be thinking about the pig food when God has brought you to the king's table? It will take you right back to the pig food. So remember these things. Don't open the door to the devil. 
don't open the door to the devil. David said in God's word, I will not mention the names of those heathen gods. I will not. How much more? How much more? With all the people who took you down, why should you mention their names? Why should you talk about them? Why should you go to the past? You have plenty to talk about what Christ has done for you now. Don't talk about that which is abhorring to God. Your old relationships. Satan used to take you down. The people who are filled with the devil who want to destroy you. The places where you went to where Satan rules and reigns. Don't talk about those things because you open the door at that point. Satan says, oh, huh, he's talking about me, she's talking about me. Oh, he'll be right there to take you down. Be very careful. The utter disgust of the past has to be there if you want to keep yourself safe. Utter disgust of the past has to be there if you want to keep yourself safe. Anytime, any kind of fascination or trying to take pride in the way you lived in the past will take you down to the depths of hell, will take you away from the paths of righteousness, will place you back once again in the land of the dead. God is speaking at this hour. Be very careful. Don't have anything to do with the works of darkness and the deeds of darkness, God says. Don't do it. Don't do it. If you're unclean, don't even talk about it. Thank God He forgave you. Thank God He covered you. What He covered you, dare not dig it and bring it out. When you dig it, all worms will be there outside. It'll be hard to cover it because it was God who covered you first. So you don't dare dig it up. You couldn't cover it and He came and covered it. Don't dare dig it up. God is speaking of this hour. God is speaking of this hour. Be very careful. Very careful. As we wrap this up this morning, there's several key things that the Spirit of God has addressed. I haven't talked to any one of you about any of these things and nobody has texted me anything. Every time God speaks, it comes from the mouth of God to the ears of God's people through the mouth of God's servant. Always understand that. The Spirit of God is directly speaking to you. Whatever illustration was given is from God to you. He's seeing your circumstances. He's talking to you. Take it and apply it. Take it and apply it. Then you will live. Submit to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. Submit to God immediately. And submit to God consistently. Submit to God wholeheartedly. And then when you resist the devil, he will flee from you. He will not stay. He will run. He will run away from you. Resisting takes force. That force can only come through God. 
if he's in you and with you. And only if you are with him and in him. Shall we pray? Father, thank you, Lord, for this word that you gave from heaven. Thank you for speaking to our hearts this morning. You have been good to us. Whether it rains or whether it shines, we thank you. Did you work out the rain and the sunshine for our good and for your glory? And so we thank you, Lord, for every path that you lead us through. For these are God-ordained paths of victory and glory. We thank you, Lord. We would be in this path of glory. Through your mercies and by your power. Moving from glory to glory and from faith to faith. May this word that you have spoken to your people lead them into a deeper determination with a greater resolve with sincerity from deep within their hearts that they may be warriors of the living God Be like the mighty men whose names were counted worthy to go in the book of all books. The word of God. They were called mighty men of David. I pray that you raise mighty men and women in this church who stand, Father, to do mighty things for the living God. And be as blessed things to this house of God and the shepherds of God that you have placed here. Did God be so glad to write their names in his eternal book under the history and the work of the Holy Spirit through this El Bethel International Ministries Church? during these last days. So I pray that you will raise people who become strong, stronger than the strong men, to subdue the powers of darkness, to have the force to resist, to have the strength, the skill, to go against the violent one. Let each be counted worthy, Lord. For God to give more into their hands. With this blessing, I bless your people with. And I thank you for doing this. 
In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen.